Let's talk e-learning. This is Dr. Leroy Hill at the University of the Southern Caribbean, uh, Dean School of Distance Education. Uh, this podcast series um, uh, shares success tips on e-learning and online teaching excellence. Uh, the views shared by faculty and guest speakers are their own. And so today I have the privilege of talking with Dr. Princess Clark, Associate Professor in the School of Social Sciences at the University of the Southern Caribbean. Dr. Clark is a native uh, Tobagonian and she spent her primary and secondary school years in Tobago and migrated to the U.S. in, seven, in the 70s and earned an associate degree in Bachelor's of Arts in Business Management and a master's degree and a doctorate in social work uh, from, from the, in the U.S. And she served as executive director of social services um, uh, of a public school system in the U.S. until her retirement. She would have taught a number of courses to include social sciences, human services, criminal justice, education at uh, several universities, both in Trinidad and Tobago and the United States, and provided extensive community uh, service in the U.S. Some um, courses, obviously, that she's doing um, include victimology, child abuse, exploited children, social welfare policy, assessment and interviewing, assessment and treatment of survivors of uh, uh, DV, the profession of the field, of the family support, and so forth. And so we have a number of uh, courses that Dr. Clark would have taught. And so she teaches at the university a number of online courses. And so today I want to say welcome, Dr. Clark. Um, uh, greetings. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes. I know I know we don't have that much time and I really wanted us to, to be short, but I just want to thank you again for taking the time out. And I, what, what advice would you give to a new online facilitator based on your experience um, in being ready for the online teaching? Well, some of the advice I would give is what I um, have found have worked for me. And one of them is do not be surprised or alarmed if students do not follow our directions or, or our instructions in the beginning. I find that not all students read the material that's posted in the forum. So as faculty or instructors, we have to be patient uh, when we have to be prepared to remind students of important notes. You know, online teaching can be fun, but it is, it's also challenging. Uh, because students have to be self-motivated, and this can be especially difficult. So teachers have to find a way to encourage students. Also, I encourage uh, uh, teachers to have a passion for what they do, what they are teaching. If the subject matter doesn't generate an excitement for the teachers, then the students will um, pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Be familiar with the content, find multiple ways to engage students, and as I said, be patient because we are dealing with different 
dynamics and personalities. Uh, be accessible, be flexible, but at the same time, maintain boundaries. Uh, take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Even though it's online, we don't have to be online uh, every single day, every hour of the day. Uh, one of the things that I do, you know, I make time for family and I make time for uh, church. I make time for my God. And, I, and when I say that I'm not available at this time, it means that I'm not available at this time. Another one is remember to rate the learning curve. And for the students, they want to know that, you know, if they are gaining any new uh, skills. So teachers have to be prepared to give that information to uh, their students. Good. I think you've, you've given us a quite a bit there. And I see from that point, we have engagement. We have the whole idea of keeping students um, up to this level of expectations, certainly guiding them in, in the course, um, what, what is expected of them, and, and as well as giving them boundaries. So that's certainly helpful. Um, but if you were supposed to explain um, how you go about ensuring that the students are successful in your course, are there any special things or any advice you can give to uh, online or blended uh, person who teach blended and online? Yes. Uh, one of them, and, and I think is so important to provide clear learning objectives. When students know what the objectives are, they are more prepared to um, be engaged in the buy-in. That means that what is this going to do for me? also provide clear faculty expectations. For example, in my course outline, and this is a simple one, you know, because students struggle with APA. Mm -hmm. They struggle with citing and they struggle with referencing. So one of my expectations is that student will, you know, provide proper uh, APA. I don't expect them to be 100% perfect. But I do expect by the end of the, 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 the teaching um, term, they should be better than, they, than when they started. So in my syllabus, I said, if your final paper or your final um, assessment is more than 40%, um, well, if it's more than, uh, if it's 30 to 35%, I deduct 25% from them. Okay. Um, anything over that, I would not accept their um, final assessment. That seems like a lot, but I find that doing that challenges the students and they don't expect that they will submit anything and I will accept them. Okay. Um, another one is be flexible without losing the rigor of the curriculum or without blurring um, boundaries. Um, some of our students are working adults, and especially as I'm, I come to Trinidad and Tobago frequently, and some of the libraries are not always open if the student is working when they get off. And now with COVID-19, uh, some students are, the students are not able to access the technology on campus. And so there's, you know, challenges with the computers and with other resources. 
So that's when I say um, be flexible, but at the same time, be able to come up with solutions for the student. I remember at one point a student told me that she couldn't do the assignment because she had no internet at home. And I said, well, do you have a cell phone? And she said, yes. I said, can you do a hotspot? And she said, what is that? <laughs> and I told her and I, you know, showed her how to do the hotspot, you know, at, at, you know, at home. And yeah. I said, you don't have to be on the computer for a long time. Use your hotspot, um, use your cell phone to get your password and so forth. Go in, look at what you need to do, copy it down and then log out. And she was ever so thankful because that was something that she had not known before. <laughs> so again, be understanding as a, as a students are human and crises do happen. Also, I use, um, I provide multiple teaching strategies. Okay. And um, I make the learning relevant to real life situations. Many of the textbooks that we use are from US authors. Therefore, what I do, I generate discussions and I make it applicable to Caribbean experience. Mm. And um, I find if we as teachers go the extra mile, students appreciate that. In one of the classes that I've taught, and I'm, I'm teaching that class right now, there was an article in one of the textbooks about abuse. And this was about a woman who had gone to her pastor. She was a victim of abuse and she had gone to her pastor um, to get some counseling. Rather than using the secondary source from the book, and this article was about a few years ago, mm -hmm. I researched the article, I contacted the newspaper, and the article was actually in the archive. So it wasn't available online. And to get the article, I had to pay for the subscription to get it. Okay. But because I thought that the article was so relevant to um, family violence in Trinidad and Tobago, I paid for the subscription, thereby showing the student that I'm going the extra mile for them mm -hmm. and I'm not plagiarizing. I'm not taking something from a textbook. I went directly to the source and mm -hmm. got that information. Another Whoa. thing that I find that's very helpful is to provide timely feedback. Okay. And in, in providing the feedback, I do, I use two methods. I use a sandwich method and I use the Socratic method. The sandwich method, I will compliment them mm -hmm. on what they've done, you know, good so far. I've given, um, you know, what I would like to see improve. And then I do another compliment, you know, in the end. With the Socratic method, I try to, you know, in my feedback, I would ask them, um, help them to generate, you know, new ideas. Okay. You know, how will they learn? How will they use this information? Um, do you do this primarily in your discussion forums or do it both in your discussion? I do it in, in your... the feedback. I do this the in feedback. the feedback. Okay. Um, and then I acknowledge students in the class. And for example, when students, um, like the first week of school, um, I will read all of, the, all of their bios and introduction. I may not respond to every one of them, but I will 
like good to see you put C in you know quotation mark good to mm -hmm. see you again and so forth but I would read all of their introduction and then at the end of the week I will give a summation of their bio mm -hmm. and the okay. recurring themes that I see in the bio then I will address that and sometimes I will see where students are talking about you know it's a lot of work and they're scared and so forth so I will address I will address those. Um, another thing I do to ensure student success, if, if along the way I find that a student is missing, when mm -hmm. I say missing, they're not posting discussions, they're not engaging in the classroom, I mm -hmm. will send them a private email. I do this periodically okay. to ask them if there is anything I can do, if, if you know, um, I haven't seen them in the classroom in the last time I saw them post was at unit two and we're at unit four and so you know I show them that I do care about them mm -hmm. and their growth um, I provided a, a rubric okay. I post multiple um, forms of resources with the discussion you know because I do know that students they are busy but at the same time I encourage them to look for other resources so that they are getting um, varied information from the topic. And okay. then the last thing that I want to mention is um, maintain, confidentia maintain confidentiality without violating the university's policy. And that this helps to build trust okay. because Trinidad and Tobago, the school is a small community. Mm -hmm. And student wants to know when they um, tell us that, you know, the most precious, what they're dealing with, that it's not going to be repeated um, across the school. And if I can give you a small example of this, mm -hmm. during the last um, semester that we had, had a student who had a few students who were dealing with the topic and the okay. topic was family violence and came to me, um, disclosed some information. And what I did, I contacted my chair and mentioned to her, asked her if she knows where student can get counseling at this time. And so she, you know, referred me, she gave me the information. I posted that in the classroom for everyone and it worked out well because from the feedback I got, students were able to benefit from that information okay i mean i mean this is certainly a, a quite a, um, a huge uh, set of uh, suggestions in terms of ensuring student success i want to go back to to you mentioned frequent feedback i mean is there a, 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 a recipe or recommendation in how long you would take to give feedback to students in online no i um generated um, rubrics. Okay. I generated rubrics and when I'm posting there, let's say they do a paper, I will, you know, along with the, the paper, um, the paper will be marked up. Okay. And then I will have the rubric to provide added information where I want to see growth, where they went wrong, because, you know, it's it's, it's not sufficient to mark the grammar or just the APA. They need to know how they can 
go about um, correcting those things. Okay. Uh, one thing I will, uh, I was hoping is that I can send them to, let's say, send them to a place at the school where they can access a writing lab or access mm -hmm. the library and someone there can guide them on APA. Those kinds of things I have not been able to um, to master. Okay, good. I mean, in terms of the, the assessment component, um, you've, you've taught both face-to-face -face and online. And if you were to give us additional advice in terms of assessing your students in online courses, what, what particular, you know, recommendations would you give to the, especially first-time online facilitator? Um, well, I've, I think sometimes students expect the work to be easy. And they've told me that my work is challenging, but at the same time, I'm supporting them. Okay. The students um, sometimes don't know how to navigate the library. Um, and as I said, because we are using, you know, all U.S. textbooks, um, I have been able to work with the librarian and she was able to, to, um, to order maybe two or three um, books or so forth. But that's, I don't think is enough because of all of the students that we have. And because students have to, you know, wait for one person to return the book or something like that, then the student work gets, uh, fall behind. And also I find that students at different campuses would contact me because they don't have that information. So I believe that if we are, you know, we are teaching online, we have to make sure all of the campuses have access to adequate resources for the students. And I think that's a big challenge for them. Okay. Um, I know when I did speak with the librarian, we talked about eBooks. I'm not sure if that was something that, um, you know, she was able to provide for all of the campuses. But, you know, just imagine we have students from uh, Tobago, we have students from Guyana, St. Lucia, and so forth. If they are in Trinidad and Tobago, even though they are from there and they can, you know, go to the main campus and access these things, that's great. Mm -hmm. But then, um, you know, with it being distance, it's, it becomes hard. Okay. And the other thing too, um, now I know that I give quizzes, well, at least I try to give a quiz, but sometimes because of the, the, the length of the semester, I could only maybe give a quiz during the, um, the mid-semester, or I will give a quiz at the end of the semester. So I think finding a way, um, you know, how to use all of the assessment, because I use all of the assessments. I use, um, when I say all of the assessment, I do group, I give them a group assignment, I give them the individual forum, I give them an in-class mini writing so I can assess their um, writing skills and the APA grammar skills. I give them a group project. Um, you know, at the end of the semester, you know, I, I'll, 
you know, give them um, a research paper or a reflective paper. So I try to assess them on different uh, levels. And I think if all of the teachers are doing uh, that, then maybe the students don't have a chance to complain because <laughs> sometimes, they, sometimes they tell me, Dr. Clark, you give a lot of work. But then at the end of the semester, I get a different response. Thank that, you. <laughs> yes, the work was challenging, but they've learned so much and, you know, they really appreciate. Yes. You know, and, and, it, and they usually come back and they say, thank you for all, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of work, but I guess they would thank you for it because they would have seen themselves grown and um, they're different persons from the, from the big time when they started the course. And certainly you've, you've interwoven some very interesting things about student success in terms of teaching strategies and tips and as well as, you know, the, the whole idea of continuous assessment. I can see that you, from your discussion, that you do that, engage them from a continuous standpoint. So I, I think you've given us some very, very um, rich uh, examples. And I want to thank you. Um, uh, we, we, we are eternally grateful for your commitment to excellence in the um, online and distance courses that you're doing for the University of Southern Caribbean. I don't know if there's any um, uh, final recommendations you would give um, as we close this podcast. Uh, the only thing I would say is that it's very important to give a formative assessment and to give a summative assessment. So, um, you know, if we are all incorporating that in our in our online teaching, I think the students will appreciate that very much. And finally, I, I want to thank all of uh, USC faculty. I want to thank you for supporting me, uh, Dr. Clark, uh, Dr. Hinkson. You all have just have been great. And um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to teach at, at um, USC. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Do enjoy and be safe. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh.